0: The voice of the Blue Bombers one-on-one with
1: Mike O'Shea. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show is brought to you by Decal. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. 204-780-6868. Your texts and calls for the head coach Mike O'Shea. You can also reach out on Twitter, as some of you have already done, at DT. On OB. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. He is back and presumably dry after that game in Montreal. Yeah, we're bringing everything out right now. It was rainy. There was lightning. It was delayed by an hour, 45 minutes. Halftime was shorter. The locker room was uh, what degree? How would you describe how sweaty that small locker room in Montreal is?
2: Uh, yeah, it's 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 perfect. How about
1: that? <laughs> it's perfect. Yep. It's perfect. It was it was a long delay, but when uh, things got going, the bombers rolled out to a seventeen three win. Now three and one on the season. H- all in all, during that rain delay, it's an hour forty five minutes. What kind of things are are going on in that time?
2: Uh, some of it you probably can't even say on radio. I mean, it's it's funny. There's just guys are doing their own things. So, like some guys are into their playbook. Some guys are listening to music. Some guys are. Of course, on their phone, but there's lots of guys just just hanging out and chatting and and entertaining each other, you know. Yeah. So some of the rabbit holes that you go down with stories or a- anything that comes up are it's usually quite entertaining in my
1: mind. Yeah, because there's there's not much you can do, right? You're just waiting for the league to say, "Hey, we can go at this time." Yeah,
2: and and
1: just to dispel any
2: myths that might be had from watching movies you cannot absolutely cannot remain wired you know banging your head against the locker for an hour and a half waiting to go out for a warm up you have to you have to take some of your gear off you have to relax you have to get some something more fluids in you you have to eat a little bit yeah you know like there's all these things you you have to do and you have to relax right and then there comes a point where you've got to gear back up and 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 refocus. But if you're asking them to stay focused for another hour and a half, an hour, 45 minutes, and three hours for a game, that's just it's not possible. Um, and what I enjoy is our guys handled it tremendously. I said it was like they were on a, they were jumping in a car with each other, going on a two-hour road trip, you know, putting in a good cassette tape or an eight-track. And, yeah. And, and rolling, you know, having fun on the journey rather than just wanting to get to the destination.
1: I started to wonder because I mean, I'm their whole day is set up to we play at this hour. So we back, I assume they back time this, I eat at this time, I nap at this time, it throws them off. And now I start to wonder about guys eating and and drinking in, in order to be ready for an indetermined game time. There would have to be, some guys would have to want to eat because by the end of that, by what was it? 11 o'clock midnight, like they would be, Yep, they're, they have to be fueled properly. Let's yep. put it that That's way. That's right.
2: They have to be fueled properly. Um, you know, they they have a a set schedule, but they're not so rigid that they can't adapt. Once again, a large majority of our guys have been through something like this before. The young guys that maybe haven't, all they do is look at the 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 vets that have, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, we'll we'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> just, just do this," <laughs> you know. <laughs> And everything's good. But I I like the way they were. I liked how relaxed the majority of guys were. And just, once again, I don't know that they, I don't know that they were just waiting. I think they were using the time well around each other. You know, just waiting and missing out on an hour and a half, an hour, 45 minutes of hanging out in a locker room, telling stories
1: or listening to stories. It'd It'd be a shame. Let's go to the phone lines. David is with us on the phone line. David, thank you so much for your call. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea.
3: No problem. So, Derek, I saw you at training camp and we were chatting there. And I told you I never have the guts to call in. So I'm finally doing that. So this, well, is, uh,
1: this, is, this is pretty exciting. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate it, David. Uh, you guys are what makes the, makes the show go. So uh, what can we do for you? What are you curious about?
3: So, Mike, uh, I just want to get your input on this. And Willie Jefferson was having fun with this on Twitter with the photo of the shot from TSN's angle. But I noticed between last week's game and the game against BC that was here, there was a couple times where he was caught without his helmet on. And, like, that's illegal use of the hand hands, mask, whatever. And both times they're getting missed, and they're not being called. So I was wondering if you happen to be addressing that with the league, with with your uh, how you send in certain things throughout the season.
2: Yeah, um, you know, with items like that, it's 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 simply just missed. So uh, I don't know what, you know, I think a long time ago, it, you would or a missed call, and it would get you fired up a little bit. The fact is they're missed, and there's no other response. Like, yep, missed the call. (laughs) You know, uh, the here's where it's interesting. If it's a right-handed quarterback and Willie's rushing from our left side or to the hand of the quarterback, the, the official, the ref, not the umpire, the ref will be on that side, and his job is to really protect the quarterback so he might not be seeing the hands to the face on willie jefferson at that point because he's got a bunch of other things to look at and he's got to look at the quarterback now i can argue the other side saying until anyone's close to the quarterback there is no roughing the passer but we we're, we're all human our eyes go to certain things and we're we have certain responsibilities that we have to follow you know there was in the BC game, there was probably six plays I could have challenged and won, and I didn't challenge them, right? They are missed. Um, and, you know, so I don't get... I mean, I'd like it better for Willie. I'd like teams to not do that, obviously. Um, you'll never hear Willie complain. You know, he just goes about his business. But I think on that play, his chinstrap got broke at some point, and I think it was that play. But it it wasn't just... Not the snap, it's it snapped, yeah. from the plastic cup of the chin guard to the thing. His chin strap was pulled apart. Um, and it, um, it probably was that play, but I, I I could be wrong, it might not have been that play. But either way, his chin strap broke like that.
1: So he was looking out his ear hole, essentially. Yeah, I his helmet he, turned I think 90 he, degrees. I
2: think he managed to look out the ear hole and then he stopped and sort of looked at people like, Yeah, here, that's I'm looking out my ear hole here. So yeah, it's a missed call. You can't get too upset. There's missed calls all the time and, and as coaches and as players and as humans, we we you know, we miss things on a daily basis.
1: Well and David, that's a good observation by you because that's two weeks in a row that I I go, Well, how did his helmet get sideways? And I, I kinda wonder, David, how it, how an official doesn't catch that.
3: Exactly. And if it's continuing to happen, like at what point do you have to go and say, like, look, this is happening more sure. consistently you guys need to address this and have like do something about it. Yeah, clearly they can't find it at the job. command
2: center. Like they can't throw a flag from the command center for something like that, right? right? So even if the command center sees it and the ref misses it, there's not there's nothing they can really do, and there's right. no challenging that. Yeah, right. So if you're saying you'd be in favor of us being able to challenge everything, well, that's, th- that's an interesting point. Except that we only have one challenge, two if we win the first. So in the first X amount of time, you could be.
1: There's a point where (laughs) is it a big enough safety issue the CFL needs to address? Hey, his helmet comes off because a guy wrenches his helmet off. He could really hurt Willie. I mean, Willie running full speed with his helmet on sideways could really get injured and yeah. heaven forbid he touches a quarterback. Then Willie's going to get flagged for consecutive yeah, weeks when his helmet's and off. It's, and it's
2: not, it's interesting because Willie does his helmet up. He's not running around with his helmet, his chin strap. undone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Up. Brad Foddy
2: is, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's made sure everybody's equipment is fit properly and there's air in the helmet. Yeah. You know, whatever they need to do to ensure the security of the helmet, they're doing it for the safety of the player there was a time where you saw guys running around without their helmets done up, which was, uh, it was idiotic, but
1: you know, now it just,
2: just doesn't happen
1: that way. Yeah. David, thank you for your call. We appreciate your insights and uh, give us a call back next week.
3: Absolutely. I'll, uh, I look forward to it. Love well, it. Good luck this week against Calgary.
1: Thanks. Thank you, David. Nice enough to join us on the coaches show. 204 6868 Rob and Steve will come to you on the other side of the break. It's the coaches show on 680. J O B. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Hi, we're with the head coach, Mike O'Shea, 204-780-6868. Gord is on the text line, says, Coach, with Prukop back, Dakota Prukop, do you see him being the holder again, or will he focus on his QB duties for now? Well, we know that he can
2: hold. Um, He won't be the holder in the foreseeable future. I mean, the, the great part of having your punter be an excellent holder is they get to do a lot of the work on their own on the sidelines without having, you know, having to drag the quarterback away from some of the work that he needs to be doing. Okay. Right. And you know, uh, James Sheehan comes from uh, a university system where, I mean, and most universities in the States now, they're probably end in the pros in the, in the other leagues, the, the punters, the holder. And that just means they get to work, uh, more closely together.
1: Uh, one went bad in this game. Uh, is there easily identifiable? Not an issue. Okay. All right. Let's go to uh, Rob is on the phone line at 204 780 6868 Rob, thank you for your call. Your question for the head coach.
0: Um, yeah. Good uh, evening, gentlemen. Um, Bombers fan for like, I don't know, 50 years. I hate that, no that, But um, anyways, um just, I don't know. I was a little bothered about some of the plays that Montreal did now. Obviously I'm a little biased, but uh, like the one, I think it was Walatarski caught caught a pass in the end zone. And one of the Montreal players, it wasn't Reed. I don't think it was another player, but Cordell
1: yeah. Rogers, I think at 33.
0: Yeah. 33. Exactly. Like he was already out of bounds and he shoved them into the sidelines. You know, he lands on I don't know, some kind of bench or something. And then, um, Rita actually did a similar thing to uh, Grant, you know, where Grant was already pretty much on the sidelines and he, you know, runs into him and kind of knocks him down. And I know it's football and, you know, moving at a high rate and that kind of thing. But also, I found, um, you know, where Winnipeg didn't, and again, maybe a little biased, but, um, you know, I found Montreal was going, you know, shoulder to legs a lot. And, you know, I don't think these guys get paid enough to, you know, been, uh leg injuries because the guys can't tackle him he just dives for his legs and you know I watched Winnipeg and I didn't see them do it once you know I the guy was going down maybe he might have hit him in with his shoulder pads to the to the legs but you know I just saw Montreal tends to do that a lot I actually sent a tweet to Montreal about that too and just said you know why you guys have to tackle i just i just thought that uh you know it wasn't the uh the safest play to to, to stop a fellow but yeah the you know, interesting I know most football, but uh like I said, you know I thought, well, okay, you know, I'll watch Winnipeg tackle and see what they do, and you know probably ninety nine five percent of the time they they actually put their arms around the guy and tackled him and brought him down. but I found Montreal does tend to, and b c did that a lot years ago, and I know uh yeah, I won't go any further, but I know b c there was a couple of guys on their team that liked to uh dive for guys' legs, and you know I think its a good way to
2: fellow, Yeah. So, so here's the thing, the, you know, the health and safety and the CFL and all the talk about head injuries, uh, the players now, if they tackle a guy, even if the player is ducking their head, the ball carrier is ducking their head and there's some sort of head contact, everybody starts losing their minds and tapping their heads and wanting, and the players get fined. And so what you get is all these all these low tackles, which is still a form of tackling, and it's fine too. But, I, you know, I really think if you were to ask players what they want, you know, I I think they'd prefer – I would think well, they'd prefer a higher tackle than somebody going at their knees, <laughs>
1: you know. That, so That's it's, been the axiom for years. I can fix – well, I'll t- I'd rather take it ahead because a knee is going to keep me out for a year, but we've come –
2: yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they would prefer, but it's interesting because now players are losing money every week for football contact, and um, so they're choosing not to lose money. <laughs> the
1: yeah, the the one on
2: Wolitarski's touchdown. Yeah, that's. I don't understand why that doesn't get flagged. There's nothing I can say about it. it the Janarian Grant one out of bounds too. He was clearly out of bounds. I, I don't know I don't know why they're not flagged yeah to me the the one in the end zone is interesting he's already caught the ball he's already gearing down and the guy shoves him in the back when he's already out of the back out of the side of the end zone that's wrong onto a wet track yep. and there's that's a, wrong
1: there's a box a, an yep. equipment but, box in his way like but he doesn't oh. fall
2: so there's no flag yeah I, I you know sure you're gonna get the same response as Willie's helmet yep Rob.
0: I'm glad to to hear you gentlemen agree with me. I didn't know if I was going to say something for not. Well, it's just
2: unnecessary. I mean, there's, there's a penalty called unnecessary roughness. Do I think it is really rough? No, but I do think it's dangerous and I do think it's unnecessary and you just have to, the guys just have to choose to not do unnecessary things.
1: Yeah. Soccer has, has standards of there's, there's, it, there's accidental, there's reckless, and there's, wow, care, there's we're care, not talking soccer. No, no, but they do. Derek they geez. do. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> thanks for your call. They do careless and reckless, and maybe shoving Walatarski in the back, and these are my words, isn't reckless. It's it's at the very least careless, and it needs to be in my mind that I I can't believe that's not a penalty because something bad could happen, and I don't want to have to wait for something bad to happen before stuff like that gets taken away from. It's not these guys are all tough, but that's not, that's That's not, that's not tough in my mind.
2: It's, you've already been scored on. You're not dislodging the ball. You're not, he's, he's already been ruled in bounds. You know it too. Yeah. You don't need to push him in the back.
1: Let's, let's welcome in Steve on the phone line. Steve, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach.
3: Yeah. Hi, uh, coach. uh, Thank you for taking the call. Uh, I got two quick questions. Uh, I, I want your honest personal opinion on this. Uh, I've I've talked about this with my friends, uh, about the Wildcat offense. My own belief is I believe that the Wildcat offense keeps the defenses honest. What's your opinion on that? And the second question I throw to you is this. uh, I'd like to see a little bit more hurry-up offense. How about it, Coach? What's your opinion on that?
1: Just for folks who don't know, the Wildcat offense is the running back takes the place of the quarterback, and you run the ball out of that one.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there's a place for it, uh, depending on your offense and your personnel. We do have the best quarterback in the league. You're hard-pressed to take the ball out of his hands on a regular basis and say, yeah, we're just going to snap it. A direct snap to the tailback. Yes, there's once again, there's a place for it. Okay. Um, but I, I like the ball in Zach's hands, where he can make decisions based on what the defense is doing, and put us in the best possible position offensively, no matter what the play call is.
1: Yeah, and then to his second point, uh, Dalton shown caught a deep ball going from your right to left. He pops up and immediately sprinting back to the huddle because like we're we're going fast. You guys go fast quite a bit. I yeah, find.
2: I would think we. I mean, this just sounds self-serving, but our offensive staff and our offensive and our players on offense have worked really hard to be able to operate at an extreme level of efficiency. Um, So they can turn it on and off depending on whether the game dictates that or not. Um, Given our personnel situation, this last game, it just didn't make sense to try and, really push the envelope going fast, you know? Okay. Um, And then probably a little bit of the weather conditions, you know? But we, because the, here's the thing. If you noticed, the ump is hanging onto the football with a towel. Oh, okay. It's not being spotted. So you have to wait. You could be lined up. You still have to wait for the ump to put the ball down. And get the, rid of the towel and run back to his position. So the plays are being whistled in. The ump is still hanging onto the ball. It's really challenging to go fast. We tried to go fast right before the three minute warning, and we had nine seconds, and they couldn't get us. They wouldn't blow it in in time, right? To just you know get there before the three minute warning, which I, we were lined up. But once again, they're processing with the ump and a dry ball and a towel, which is just really different, right? You don't, you don't have those scenarios all the time. You cannot practice that scenario. Cause it, who knows what the timing difference is between one up and the next in a wet ball situation, blah, blah, blah. So it just doesn't work this past game. Yeah. But we are, we have the, we practice going fast all the time. We have the ability to go very fast um, our offense prides itself in their efficiency in that regard.
1: Steve, we got to take a break. Thank you so much for your call. Appreciate being with us on The Coach's Show on 680-CJOB. 68 Fire me all your Kenny Lawler questions. We'll talk to the coach next on 680-CJOB. The Pro Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Show brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. 204 780 6868. Your texts and your calls for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Mike, we've got a couple of texts, so I'll just get this to you quickly. Uh, When is Kenny Lawler returning to play? We'll see. Still on, no the, update, yeah. still on the suspended list. No update as of yet. The injury report from today uh, Nick Dembski and Drew Brown did not participate, both listed as not injury related. Reta Cramdie and Shane Gauthier did not participate with uh, hip and foot injuries, respectively. Adam Big Hill Limited, Greg McRae, and Carlton Agadosi participated in full, according to the Bombers' injury report on this day. 17 to 3 winners were the Bombers in Montreal. Following that, we've got Kevin with us on the line. Kevin, thank you for your call and your question for the head coach.
4: Okay. I just need to preface this game that I was celebrating Canada day. So my uh, memory might be a little bit groggy, but <laughs> good for you. It didn't help either. But uh, on that first touchdown, Rashid Bailey got called for an illegal block. And from what I've seen, it was like, it wasn't from behind. It wasn't from the side. Just wondering why that touchdown was taken back at the time.
2: Um, Blind side block. Crackback block, course, whatever they call sorry, it, what is, uh, whatever they call it. Too much force heading back towards your own goal line.
4: Sorry, coach. Sorry, coach. weren't they like head on, like face to face, basically? Or? Yeah,
2: but he's heading. Rashid Bailey was basically heading back towards our goal line, and he hit him with enough force to warrant the flag. You can block in that direction. They're they're those peel back blocks. Is what they tried to. They're trying to eliminate, but you can block in that direction, just not with any significant force. So they deemed it. It was going back towards our end line, our goal line, but they deemed it with enough force because of the outcome of the play. The you know the guy flew backwards and
1: Rashid walloped him. I was, I was charting it last night. Yeah. Rashid got him good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like how do you
4: how's the ref how's the refer or linesman supposed to judge that? Like, yeah, judge it. How do you judge too much force? Yep, yep. That's,
2: that's kind exa- of a weird
4: situation. Yeah, mean, well, you, it, you can get hit lightly and fall backwards. Well, and- he
2: used his shoulder. He could have fronted him up, put his hands on him, and just washed him out. Yeah. Is that something new? Or I don't. Uh, it's been around for a couple of years. Okay. A few years. Uh,
4: that's. Yeah, I didn't like that, anyways.
2: Oh yeah, I don't like it either. But <laughs> but that's
1: what it is. I it's it's the call. So.
4: No, I thought it was a great block. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you being with us on the Coach's Show at 204-780-6868. Steve is with us online, too. Steve, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach. Hello? Hello, Steve. Okay,
4: sorry. Um, I'll, I'll be quick here. One of my bosses at work was, was then a young man. He was part of the 1960s Bombers team with um, Bud Grant and that sort of thing. And he told me, he's told me many, many times that the reason they did so well in the, in the 60s is because they could give a, you know what, about what the other team did. They focused on what they were doing, which Coach O'Shea, that's what you do. You always talk about we're mostly worried about what we do. That's how we were successful. And you guys are. Having said that, I'm sure you're, and, and if this was asked already, I'm sorry, I just tuned in. Having said that, um, you're well aware that uh, that Toronto completely clobbered BC last night. So you've, you've watched that, I'm sure, and you're yep. pleased about that. So having said that, you're focused on yourselves. How much do you pre-scout? In other words... How much have you looked at tape on Calgary and do you talk about your team to Calgary and and, and, and that sort of thing or is it just sort of never mind we're just going to focus on what we do I'm going to hang up and and thank you
2: Yeah no we we absolutely spend uh inordinate amount of time on the future opponent right so the coaches are still in the building working right now putting together the 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 day 3 plan Uh, for practice and all the plays and the installation for the meetings and all that. And today we, you know, we're out there practicing uh, all the plays that Buck and, and Richie Hall and Paul Boudreaux as coordinators put together versus our opponent Calgary. So the coaches spend a lot of time studying the players do too. The coaches put the plan together, present it, or install the plan, the game plan. We go out and practice it. We watch the practice film we watch a lot of game film. The players study their opponents. They study their matchups. What the guys like to do. What we don't care about, or what we don't talk about, or is we don't ever worry what Calgary may be thinking, or what their, uh, you know, what their record is, or what our record is versus them, or what we did against them in the past. None of that is is important, right? We don't. We worry about what they've shown on tape. It is. You know the play they're going to run against us. The defense they're going to put against our offense. What are they going to do in this situation? Not, you know, not a bunch of information that we can't control. Mm. Right here are the possibilities. Here's the defenses they like to play in these situations. We prepare for that. We prepare the plays for that. Here are the offensive plays they like to run in these situations. Richie Hall prepares. Here are the here are the way here's the way they try to attack our our punt protection. You know, it's all the X's and O's that we care about our opponent. The players delve a little more deeper into who their exact opponent is. If this guy's covering Wally, you know, Wally will you know, if this guy's covering me, here's what I'm going to try and do on these routes. Here's what I think I can get done. You know, make sure Zach and him are on the same page. But we don't spend, and we spend way more time perfecting our craft rather than worrying about, what the other teams doing? What their lineup may be? Those type of things. So, um, yeah, I don't certainly wouldn't want to mislead anybody. The majority of time is spent planning against your next opponent.
1: Yeah, in, in there you said we don't worry about what we've shown Calgary in the past. Is that right? No, what whatever results have been oh, versus okay. Calgary in the past. Okay, or, it, it caught me off guard yeah, because you know. I would, I would, I would. We talked about Cordell Rogers shoving Drew Wellatarski in the back. I think he's going to remember the move that, that Drew put on wow, him. Sure. And you guys, if you guys know that, now you guys could play with that yeah. next time but, around. But but
2: talking about you know Calgary is going to be fired up or yeah, this team is desperate or this team said this this week or <laughs> irrelevant.
1: Just to, just to take his one step further, how much have you looked at Ottawa, your opponent, for the following week?
2: So, uh, not a lot. The, like James Stanley will have already, and Paul Boudreau probably Marty, uh, Jason Hogan, you know, they, they have certain jobs that they have to keep up on. So they'll input the data into the computer system um, going ahead a certain number of opponents, right? Because they'll just keep up to it. And they just have this process that they get through games and input the data and then they move on to the next task, right? So they're, they're always on task.
1: Mm. It,
2: it might be a future opponent just so that they don't get left with a massive amount of information that they have to deal with on the given day they
1: need it, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea, 204-780-6868. Uh, we're going to talk about who might be at fullback this week as we saw a little Jeff Gray extra action in, in this one. He is the coach, Mike O'Shea, with us on The Coaches Show at 680 CJOB. The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. The Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. Right now, save up to $50 a bag on DeKalb canola seed terms and conditions Apply. He is the head coach of your Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Three and one of the season now after a 17-3 win over the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, coach Brady Oliveira, 20 carries for 120 yards. And as I was charting the game out last night, it just it just struck me. He looks like he's trying to damage people who want to tackle him. He really seems to enjoy Hitting people at the end of his run. Well, this run's about to come to an end. You're going to pay for it.
2: Yeah, he is. He is not going to accept contact. He's going to deliver contact. So I, that's that's uh, we like the way he plays. <laughs>
1: it's and I, I've seen it for a year and a bit, but it just struck me last night. I'm like, man, he's just hammering that guy, and then he threw a couple spin moves in there, and then he hammers this guy, and you go, oh man, that's that's I'm that's exactly what you. You talk about yeah, tough football it's a, a lot. it's a
2: great mindset, right? I think, once again, I, I believe his teammates appreciate that about him.
1: Yeah, and then I asked you this earlier today, but just for folks, the non-running the football stuff, that is a running back's job. How is Brady in that? Yeah,
2: terrific, terrific. I think people would be um, pleasantly surprised or more than that if they saw him catch footballs and tennis balls and like his hands are really, really good. Um, He understands our schemes very well. Uh, He's smart. He sees the pitchers really well. Obviously that physical style of running, he also can bring out in terms of protection. He certainly does more than just handle his own. He delivers contact in protection. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good for us.
1: Where does – there was one snap in the game. Uh, you guys had seven offensive linemen on the roster for this game, including, uh, gosh, Liam Dobson and Tui Ellie. There was one play where Jeff Gray lines up as a, however you want to call it, a fullback or an H-back. Where does that uh, He must have been lined, <laughs> lined up wrong.
2: <laughs> it was Jeff Gray, the engineer. Leave it to the engineer. He got lined up all mis- – he was mistaken, I guess, or something. I don't know. That's fun. That was yeah. that was a lot of fun. I choose s-
1: not to watch that stuff. Yeah, I like uh, Greg McRae. Four carries for forty nine yards in this game. A couple of receptions for ten yards. How yeah. how are you on his season debut?
2: Wow, did he's that one carry that he, you know, we we tighten up a little bit. That thing might go for ninety.
1: His, oh, with 30, the thirty four yarder. Yeah,
2: it was. He was he was off to the races. Yeah. Rashid Bailey had a tremendous block. I mean, it, it, when those plays look like that, there's a lot of guys doing great work and Rashid Bailey came through and, and, you know, what was supposed to be, wasn't, he made a very quick decision, changed what he was doing and, you know, made another nice block um, with a, like I said, a very smart veteran savvy decision, which is really cool, right? Like, we celebrate those IQ plays too, right? It's not just the physical stuff, but when guys show, you know, Weston Dressler intelligence on the field, it's, we really appreciate that too. It's cool.
1: There was one play during the game as Ed Tate and I were calling it that I I, I didn't, I couldn't figure out why. Uh, Austin Mack gets called for an offensive pass interference late in the first quarter on first and 10. And uh, you chose to decline it instead of, Make it first and twenty. Mm-hmm. What, what? What? I couldn't figure. I I didn't know the benefit. Montreal was on its own forty five, and I was I was trying to figure out. I'm not sure why he's doing this.
2: Well, put the team in second and ten, or give them another down. You know.
1: Yeah. It's. Is it kind of a is it a soft? It's it's yeah. It's a soft half of one yeah. half it's the other one,
2: one half dozen of the other. Okay. It's,
1: it's just a that field
2: position difference. If they're in scoring position. You take them back if they're not in a scoring position. You know. It's it's one of those decisions that are it's pretty easy to make based on where you're at in the field.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
2: So it just yeah, second and ten is tough for any team. First and twenty, they they have an extra down, right? They have another down now. I know they're have they're behind the sticks yardage wise. Yeah, yeah. But they're ahead of the sticks down wise. Second and ten, they're okay. behind the sticks down wise for their yardage. It's this, it works out to be the exact same. I'm gonna have to go back and look
1: at first. See, every time I leave this show, I want to go back and research five things so I could find. Yeah, a- you can tell me. You can no, tell no, me just- that
2: it's gonna be different, Derek. Well, I'm, 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 I- the only reason I'm gonna change those calls is is going to be uh, position on the field, position. Yeah. Flow of game. So that'll dictate. Yep. That'll dictate uh, doing it differently. You got to move them back because they're uh, on the edge of the kick zone. Let's say. Okay. All right, we have a. Call. Or they have a big wind or something like that. Yeah. For sure,
1: two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Lloyd is with us on the line. Lloyd, thank you for your call. Your question for the head coach.
0: Yes, I found it very interesting uh, the description of how you get ready for the other team. But the thing that uh, I have a question about is this: Can you anticipate surprises from the other team? That is, do you prepare um, that maybe they will try something different? Then they then off the same formation. Can you prepare for something like that? And if so, how?
2: Yeah, you don't spend an inordinate amount of time preparing for the what ifs. Uh, you know, you try to universally prepare your guys for uh, unexpected events. Based on, I'll give you an example. Um, you're on punt return, and there's a chance Calgary will have a fake lined up against us well, you just ensure that in every practice rep, the guys are paying attention and playing defense first, right? It's not anything you can say it's going to be this kind of fake or that kind of fake. You know, you, you show them some film of some past stuff and you prepare the team to play defense first all the time. So you do put it, you put in sort of universal ideas that would counteract and you play good football then you'd counteract the, uh, new plays or unexpected plays. I wouldn't say things are unexpected. There's going to be something new basically every game when you face an opponent because their coaches are working hard to prepare against us too.
1: And of
0: course, you're preparing a few surprises too, probably.
1: Eh, we don't like surprises. (laughs) (laughs) Lloyd, we've been watching. We've been watching. There's been some good stuff coming throughout the season, right? You you bet. Yeah, awesome. Lloyd, thank you for your call. We appreciate you being with us. You bet. You don't want to tip the hat, hand, hand even a little bit. I totally I totally understand. A uh, couple of signings. We've got about a minute left. A couple of signings today. Uh, defensive back Kerfala Exame and linebacker Jared Beeksma. Kerfala Exame is a name that Bomber fans may well remember from 2019. What does he bring to the 2023 Bombers?
2: Yeah, we're happy to have him back. We're happy to have both guys. I mean, they're going to, you know, fill, fill some needed spots for us right now. And they're guys that have played, which is... Um, Pretty important. We like that experience, right? You know, you can plunk them in and they can execute what you're asking them to um, very quickly. And uh, probably, you know, with a high level, you know, he produced very, very well for us uh, his his first year for sure. So, yeah, they fill a
1: need right now. All right. Everybody, either one playing on Calgary on, on Friday?
2: What are you asking me that for? You, <laughs> just, you get, just to make you uncomfortable. i are
1: so happy to ask those questions. It's awesome. I'm uh, just, uh, just so you could uh, bat it back. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders on Friday, 7.30 kickoff, 5.30 pregame. Uh, Wade Miller has said, I need to ride the mechanical bull live on the air. So we'll see if we can make that happen. And hopefully he rewards me with a pound and a half taco meat in a $35 bag taco. I don't know. Maybe hot dogs. Joey Chestnut, 62 hot dogs. How many? How many for Coach O'Shea? In a 12-minute contest.
2: Is there chili on them or not?
1: <laughs> Generally, Coney no, dogs. I think Coney would, dogs? I think that would slow you down. Yeah, the Coney Island hot dogs. Dunk them in the water. and No, dust. no dunking
2: them in the water. <laughs> no. No. I don't know how Joey Chestnut does it, nor do I want to watch that ever.
1: Just If you go to his Wikipedia page and Never. see his list of records, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Thank you for your texts and your calls. We're back next Monday on The Coach's Show at 680. CJOB.